0: This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Alice Dempster. And
1: I'm Claire Kimball.
0: It's Friday the 1st of December. In your Squiz today... Farewelling a global figure. The Israel and Hamas truce is extended. Netball shoots its pay shot. And a perfect pie. This is your Squiz today. If you saw the news yesterday that Henry Kissinger has died at the age of 100 and thought, I don't really know who he is, this is for you. He held many titles over his lifetime. He was the White House National Security Advisor and Secretary of State during Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford's administrations. And he was also extremely well-known for his decades-long diplomatic work. But Claire, let's start at the beginning.
1: So Henry Kissinger was born into a Jewish family in Germany. As you said, Alice, he was 100. So that was back in, by my maths, 1923. (laughs) Um, They joined the exodus from Nazi Germany with the rise of Hitler and they arrived in New York in 1938. Wasn't that many years later that Kissinger returned to Germany during World War II with the US Army? He worked in intelligence and part of his job was to help round up Gestapo members, and for that he was awarded the Bronze Star, which is a very prestigious US military award for acts of heroism or on merit, and then came his career in foreign policy.
0: And when you think of some of the biggest world events over the past half century, Kissinger was involved in them. All up, he advised 12 US presidents from John F. Kennedy to Joe Biden. And he also received a Nobel Peace Prize in 1973 for his role in getting America out of the Vietnam War. And that was a bit controversial, Claire.
1: Yeah, that's because he had a major say in the strategy of the war for many years. For his part, he wasn't much fussed about receiving the Nobel Peace Prize, but it did become one of the most disputed in the awards history. Uh, Kissinger also helped to end the Cold War that was between the US and the Soviet Union, and he was instrumental in opening up communist China to the West. He had a very special relationship with China. Uh, In fact, in May this year, he went there to begin smoothing over relations between President Xi Jinping and US officials. Uh, Xi described him during that visit as an old friend.
0: Yeah, there were plenty of ups and downs, and Kissinger knew he was a divisive figure. He once said it would be unnatural and probably would mean I haven't done very much if there were not other points of view. It came right down to the wire, Claire, but Israel and Hamas signed off on a one-day extension to their truce in Gaza yesterday. It'll take the total number of days without fighting in the territory to seven.
1: That agreement was struck just minutes before the pause in the fighting was due to end. There had been delays as mediators from Qatar scrambled to get the agreement signed and nothing was really set in stone until Israel confirmed that it had signed it off. In its statement, what Israel said is that it agreed to the extension because there was an agreement on continuing to release hostages. And on that front, reports say that 97 Israeli hostages have been exchanged for 180 Palestinian prisoners so far and the focus is now turning on to what happens next.
0: Yeah, Israel's PM Benjamin Netanyahu has indicated this week that fighting is set to resume once the truce ends. Reports say he's told US President Joe Biden that a military operation in southern Gaza is necessary to destroy Hamas. And that came after Biden voiced concerns about Israel striking the south where many Palestinian civilians have fled for refuge. The Albanese government yesterday shut down calls from an official climate think tank, the Climate Change Authority, to impose a national ban on new petrol car sales by 2040 and gas connections to new homes.
1: Yep, the government says that they're not really up for that. Um, They were two recommendations in the Climate Change Authority's latest report. It found that Australia isn't on track to meet its target to reduce emissions by 43% on 2005 levels by 2030. Uh, Remember, Climate Change Minister Chris Bowen said earlier this week that the country is within striking range of that target. But the authority says that there's been sluggish movement on reducing emissions It says that's what's to blame. Um, New data shows that there was a rise in emissions of 0.8% in the last financial year, and that was led by the transport and agricultural sectors.
0: Of course, we mentioned the COP28 conference kicked off yesterday. It's the big United Nations conference in Dubai. Australia's delegation there is being led by Bowen, and he'll update the conference on how we're tracking against our emissions reduction target. Claire, Netball Australia's pay dispute has been going on for an awfully long time, more than a year now, and yesterday things got worse when it emerged that $17 million in federal funding is in limbo.
1: So that happened after Netball Australia failed to prove that the money would be spent wisely. It's come at the tail end of a really rough week for Netball. Um, Former captain Liz Ellis called out Netball Australia. She said it had a callous disregard of the players that's after the sporting body forced our national players to attend an awards ceremony, despite not paying them for the last eight weeks or so. And yesterday, players blamed Netball Australia for a collapse in previous sponsorship deals.
0: Yeah, some of them say they're facing real financial pain over this situation. They say they're sleeping in their cars or moving back in with their parents as the pay dispute continues. The Players Association and Netball Australia are set to meet today for the next round of negotiations the week on a nice nature note, Claire, conservationists in New Zealand are celebrating after two Kiwi chicks hatched in the wild near Wellington for the first time in a century. That's an
1: awfully long time, (laughs) isn't it? And (laughs) you can understand why they said that it was a very sweet milestone. That's, of course, because the Kiwis are New Zealand's national bird. And it's also one of the country's most vulnerable since... Introduced predators and a loss of habitat brought their numbers down. They used to be up at about 12 million. They're now down to just a bit under 70,000. The chicks also mean a conservation program, which they call the Capital Kiwi Project, has been having some success. Its volunteers have been trapping those predators and also introducing hundreds of these birds back around Wellington.
0: Another nice one, Claire, is that an Indonesian sanctuary is also celebrating after a critically endangered Sumatran rhino calf was born last week. And I know it's a bit weird to hear this, but he is also very fluffy and cute, Mm. like the Kiwi chicks are. There you go. So if you want to take a look at him or the Kiwis, I'll pop a link in the episode notes today. What have you got for Friday Lights, Claire?
1: Uh, We've got an Ottolenghi recipe, which always Mm -hmm. gets a tick when it comes to beautiful taste, but it's a potato and spinach pie. Um, It's got spinach, so it's got some good green stuff. It's got plenty of good spices, so it has a lovely, lovely zing to it. Um, It's got potatoes, so you can't go wrong with that. So (laughs) double thumbs up from me. (laughs) Double
0: thumbs up from me too. I'll also pop the link to that in the episode notes today and squeeze the day, Claire. What have you got for us
1: today? Look, a bit of an unusual one. It's Lara Robertson's last day with us today. Lara's been with our team for more than five years. We got her out of university and she's been a very important part of our team for a long time. She's heading off to a new job with UNICEF and we're very, very sad that she's going, but we're so pleased that she's spreading her wings. So I just wanted to say a huge thanks to her. We're going to miss her a lot.
0: Yeah, we are absolutely going to miss her she is such a legend but we are very proud of her and that's it for us today claire you're back with kate tomorrow for the weekly wrap yep sure am thanks for listening and we hope you have a great weekend hello it's bryce here from squiz kids kids and fiscal policy go together like peaches and cream which is why we're excited to present a special squiz kids q a this week